Okay, today's daf is daf nun vav. We started yesterday, Akrenis, the sixth parak in Bavakama. We're holding nun hey amen beis. The line starts with hu shramina, pater hu shramina, tanya. It's not working? Takes a second, then. Okay, Tanya. We learned in a Brysa. It's not working? Thank you, Yos. Tech guy. Tanya. Refresh. Tanya, we learned in a Brysa. I'm going to be sure that Yeshua said, Four things, four matters in which a person commits. He is Potter Medini Adam. He doesn't have to pay, according to human laws, he doesn't have to pay for the actual damage. However, but he's going to be Chayiv um, according to the laws of heaven. Which would mean that it, well, when you say that he's Chayiv, which means that he doesn't have to pay. But the proper thing to do, like the Mepharshim say, is to pay for compensation. What are these four things? Number one, really, and the Gemara will explain The first thing is a person who breaches a fence that stood before another animal. And now he allowed, he, he breached the fence of his friend that stood before another animal. And now the animal went to, the, to allowing the animal to escape. He didn't take the animal and push the animal up, but he broke the fence. And because he broke the fence, the animal went out. That's what it means. Second case is, A person who bends another another's standing grain before a fire. So here you have the fire that's, that's going, and you have grain that's just stationary. So without the person bending the stock, the fire would never reach the stock. So what did the person do? He, here's the fire. He takes it in my hand, let's say it's a stock. He takes it and he bends it into the fire. He bends another standing grain before a fire so that it catches on, it catches fire. Or, number two, three, he hires false witnesses to testify. So, and the Gemara, the Gemara was explained by every case. And the last case, person who knows testimony of another case, and he just refuses to testify. Okay, so now the Gemara, the Gemara clarifies the Brisa. Amar Ma'ar, we learned in a Brisa. Ha'peretz gadar b'fnei behemus chavedeh. A person who breaches a fence, he broke a fence that stood before another animal. The Gemara says, hey, chidami, what's the case over here? What does it mean, ha'peretz gadar b'fnei behemus chavedeh? Ilem abakesobari. If the guy came and took a very stable wall, that wouldn't have fell by itself. The person came and broke the wall. So then, he should be even for human loss. He has to pay for the actual wall that he damaged. And what was the Lashon of the Gemara? Like Tesis explains, what's the din? The din is that he's potter, right? He's putter from Medina Adam, which means that he doesn't have to pay at all. So if it's talking about a good wall, why doesn't he have to pay for the wall that he broke? And if Elo, so rather what do you have to say is We're talking about a a wall which was not stable. It was about to fall in any event. So 
his actions didn't actually break the wall. It was anybody's going to fall. But he made it quicker. So since he made it quicker, so that's why he's chayiv. He's chayiv b'dini shemayim. Second case, person who bends another standing grain before a fire. So the Gemara says, hey, what's the case? If we say that we're, we're talking about a case where the fire would reach the bent grain in a Ruach Matsuya. A Ruach Matsuya would come and the fire would reach the grain. Then So he should be chayiv for the damage according to because by his bending the grain, and it would catch fire with the Ruach Matsuya, he should be chayef for the damage. Rather, we're talking about a case where the fire could reach the bent grain only with the Ruach Shein Matsuya. So he's part of Medina Adam, and since the grain was destroyed due to his actions, he's chayef at least Medina Shemayim. Rebashi, Omar Rebashi says, another pshat, Tomon Itmar. The Brisa was stated in the case of a concealed item. In other words, this person did not bend the grain towards the fire, but bent it over another item in order to hide it. So one is not high to pay for concealed items damaged by fire. Therefore, when the person bent the grain over him, over the item, he caused a, a groma, an indirect damage to the owner. Because he made it into a concealed item that was damaged by fire. And the owner now cannot reclaim the loss. Omar Mara Seher Eide Shaker, a person who hires false false witnesses. Umar says, Hey Kidami, what's the case? If we say that he hired them, he hired the Eide Shaker for his own benefit. So if he hired them for his own benefit in order to extract payment from the other person, so then He's required to reimburse that person with the money. And he should be a chayv according to Miradin. Right? So if, if the guy went ahead and hired the witnesses for his own benefit to extract money from the person, so then the Allah is that he should have to pay Mimene. It should be money. Rather, we're talking about a case where you hired false witnesses for the benefit of another. So in such a case, the injured party cannot sue the other litigant since the, the litigant didn't hire the witnesses. And he can't sue the person who hired them since that person received no benefit. So he just stopped. He did it just for the fun of it or whatever. He hires these witnesses to go testify for Yenem. So... The guy says, I never hired the witness. I never hired you. This guy said, I have garnished for dinner and I didn't gain, gain anything. So that's why he's put. Now, the last case we said about Yedid is the Chavere Ben Emeir. What are we talking about over here? Today, if we say that in a case involves two people who could testify. So if we're talking about a case where two people could testify and their evidence would make the other person chayev. So then, it's obvious that each of them is chayev according min ha-shamayin. It's deiraisu. Im loy yagiv v'nasa The Torah says, if he does not utter it, then he shall bear the sin. 
So it's unnecessary for the, the Bryce to mention by a day, the case of the Bryce is talking about a single witness. Now, a single witness, his testimony is not sufficient to make the other person chayiv. And which the guy who transgresses, is not, it's not considered being over midiraisa. Nevertheless, a litigant can be forced to take a shvua based on the testimony of a single witness. And refusal to take this oath, the Allah is, would obligate the litigant to pay. Therefore, the witness has caused an indirect loss and it's chayiv midinishamayim. Fred Gemara Basuleka, you tell me there's no other cases. There's no other case in which one is Patim Dinish Adam, the Chayib Dinishamayim, but Ikan the Gemara says, Simon Isa Besamar Shtil Chavere Nishbar. These cases, it's in English, it's called the mnemonic, is going to, um, these cases, we're going to see that also he's Chayib Dinishamayim, but Patim Dinishamayim. How is Simulacha Bimechatas, but Paras Chatas? person who performs work with with water of purification, which was meant to be used to purify a person who was metamid b'meis. So now he rendered the water unfit for use to to be uh, to be used as the mechatas of paras chatas. The Allah is potem dini adam achayim dini shemaim. He's potem dini adam. Since the damage he caused is not evident, it's not a hesik shniker because you can't see in the water that it's tummy. But the chayiv in the so that's for another case. And a, a second case, well, person who places poison before another animal, and the animal eats it and dies, he is and And there's the case of somebody who sends a flame in the hand of a it's another case of, of a person who frightens another without touching him, but causes him injury. And he's part of the other one. And also there's another case. There's a case of a person whose jug broke in the Shusarabim, and he did not remove the broken pieces. Or a person whose camels fell and did not uh, stand it up again. The mayor deems the owner of the drug or the camel chayah for the damage thereby caused to others. So there are many other cases. So why did the claim in the Brisa that there are only four cases which one is putter according to the name of them but chayah in the Shemayim? So my answer is it says in. Yes, you're right. There are many other cases. But if Yeshua held that it was necessary the state dialogue in these four cases, because you would say that even according to the laws of heaven, you should be chayiv. You should not be chayiv. Therefore, he teaches us that you're chayiv. The Ramban wrote a sefer called Kuntras Dini de Garmi. He wrote a sefer and went through all the difference between a Garmi and a Grama, a direct and indirect damage. So a lot of it's based on these on these uh, dinam over here. Okay, Viter. Um, now, the Gemara explains why one would have thought that there's no here for each of these cases in the Brisa. 
Now, a person who breaches a fence that stood before another's animal. Now, thereby allowing the animal to escape. So we said it's So why would I think not? Now, you, since the fence is about to collapse, even without the person's intervention, so that's the question. It's anyways about to collapse. My God, what did the guy do? He pushed the wall. The wall's about to collapse. Now, so you would say that he's not chayv even according to Dinah Shemayim. But Mashman, therefore, the Bishua teaches us that in such a case, he's chayv according to laws of heaven. A person who bends another standing grain is chayv according to the laws of heaven. Now, why not? Because you would say, the person who bent the grain says to, could say to the owner, did I know that a, a Ruach Hashem Metzi is going to come and, and catch on and cause the fire to spread? Oh, so therefore, maybe you shouldn't be And according to the Bashi, so you would say, I covered it for you in order to protect you from the fire. So based on that logic, you shouldn't be and a person who hires false witnesses. So you would say, The guy who hired the false witness, the Khairah, could say, one second. Yes, I hired you. But you have a khiv, you have to listen to Hashem. So I shouldn't be khayyab. So the Because you you say that the witness could claim who says that I had that had I come forward and testified on behalf of one litigant, the other litigant would admit liability. Perhaps he would have chosen to take the false oath and absolve himself. And therefore, now the Mishnah teaches We learned if the pen was breached at night, said if let's say there was an anus and it was breached at night, or bandits breached it, and then sheep went and damaged. So we say the owner of the sheep is potter. That's what the Mishnah said. Why is a potter? Because he used null koro, he did what he had to do. So Amarabba Rabba says, and this first instance that the pen was breached is referring specifically to a case where the animal tunneled under the wall of the pen, and by doing so, caused the wall to collapse. So in that case, the owner is completely blameless, and therefore he's putter from liability for any damages. But if the animal did not tunnel under the wall, what's the halacha? Chayiv, it should be chayiv, what's the case? If you say that the pen had a stable wall, so and even if the animal did not tunnel, why is the owner chayiv? So my heavenly lemebet, what should he have done? Hello, we're going to say, because of the uah, talking about that it's an unstable wall. So kichos am I putter? So even if the animal tunneled under the wall and knocked it down, why is he putter? This is a case of initially through negligence and ultimately by accident. So the Gemara says, What are you going to say? Even without this accident, his negligence could have caused the damage. Rather, you have to say the Mishnah is concerning a case of a stable wall. 
Even if the animal did not tunnel under the wall, the owner is still potter. And what Rabbi stated is a sefer itmar. What's going on the sefer? The later case of the Mishnah, if the owner left the animal in the sun, the owner gave it. And it went out and damaged. Even if the animal tunneled its way under the wall of the pen. Mark explains, Let me buy It's not necessary for the Mishnah to mention a case where the animal did not tunnel its way. In that case, the owner is clearly chayev. The kulav shiya, it's all pshia. Even in the case where the animal tunneled its its way out, the owner is chayev. And the chidosh is madatim mehavilit chilas of pshia v'sefer beinus. You could say, okay, the beginning was a pshia, but the end was a enis kamashma. The kulav shiya, we say that everything was a negligence. My timer, what's the reason? The one who suffered the damage can say to the owner of the sheep, you should have known that since you left it in the sun, um, would utilize any means available to use and would escape. So you're ultimately uh, responsible for the damage of this animal. Now, the Mishnah says, listim, if bandits themselves took the sheep out, the bandits are chayev. So the Gemara says, Dafnun vav amud beis pshita. Obviously, kiven daf kul. Once they remove the animals, kaima labor shusa dechol lechomidi. It's now in the in the custody of all purposes, including responsibility for any damage. So the Gemara answers. It says, Leitzricha. It's talking about a case the komula ba'apa. The case where they stood before the animal and encouraged it to leave the enclosure, but did not leave it out indirectly. A person who stands another animal near a third person is standing grain, and the animal eats the grain, he is chayef. Umar says, Umar asks, If it stands the animal there, it's obvious that he is chayef. It's where the one stood before the animal and encouraged it to go towards the grave without leading it, and he is nevertheless chayv. So now, Abai, sister of Yasef, you told us when explaining a master in the name of Rav. That's referring to the case where he hit the animal with a stick. Similarly, the Mishnah can also be explained where the where the where the listim hit it with a stick and then did not lead it. The owner conveyed the animal to a, she- to a shepherd to care from it. The shepherd enters in his place and is responsible for all the damage. Amri, the Chacham said in clarification, the man, the shepherd enters in place of whom? If you say, in the place of the owner of the animal, we already learned this in the Mishnah. I have a finished Mishnah. That says that he goes in place of the owner. Allah rather talk to the shamer. Rather talking about the shepherd enters in place of the shamer to whom the owner conveyed the animal. He's no longer liable once he conveys, he gives the animal to the shepherd. So the Shamer Kamar, the Gamri. So the first shamer exempts himself completely by giving the sheep to a shepherd, and the second shamer, and he has no responsibility. So they have a tiyuf to the Rava. Shall we say that this is a tiyuf to the Rava? Shemer Shamas Shemer is Kaif? What does the Mishnah mean when it says he gave it to a shepherd? It's talking about the Barzile. It's referring to a shepherd who conveyed the animal to the shepherd's assistance. 
the Oruch the Mirsele as there is typical manner of a shepherd to convey animals and his charge to his assistants. Therefore, anyone who gives his animal to a shepherd understands that the shepherd has an assistant and may also care for the animal, and he's not able on the terms of assigning for the shepherd to convey to his assistants. So the Mishnah does not refute Rava's opinion. The fact that it says that he gave it to a shepherd and not he gave it to somebody else, Shmamina Masarla so you can learn from here that Masarela Bazile, he conveyed it, he gave it to a shepherd, and the shepherd gave it to his assistant. It's the normal thing for a shepherd to give it to his assistant. But not, but it's not the normal thing. So let us say this is a support for Rabbah. We cannot learn from here that it's referring specifically to a shepherd giving the animal to his assistants, because perhaps it teaches the matter in which it typically occurs. Who I didn't but the same would apply to another. Itmar, we learned there's a machlekes between Amroim concerning the following issue: Shemra Veda, one who is safeguarding a lost item that has not yet returned. Rabam or Kishem a Shemer Aveda, somebody finds an Aveda. So what's the din? Rabbi says he's a Kashem Rechinam, Yesav Emer Kashem Rechinam, Rabbi Emer Kashem Rechinam, Dami, Mahano Kamatale, because what benefit does he have for safeguarding it? Yesav Emer Kashem Rechinam, but he had boy, the mate, by lay lift to La'anya, he says it's a Kashem Rechinam, because on account of the benefit that he's not required to give bread to a poor person while looking after the lost item. Since one who's Yesav Mitzvah's part of an Mitzvah, since the Abishter obligates him against his will to look after the lost item, Hilkoch Kishemer Sakhar Dami is like a Shemer Sakhar.